the lucky lady here with these two fine gentlemen. Today we are going to be talking about something that is uh, kind of, a, you, you're going to get different opinions on the subject today and you never know. Uh, it's something, it's another one of those things that's hard to do for yourself and it's a lot of fun to do for clients. We're going to dive into ICP. You down with ICP? Yeah, you know me. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. And it's not, that does not stand for insane clown posse as uh, David Blackman thought earlier. It does in fact stand for your ideal customer persona, uh, customer avatars, things like that. There, it has all kinds of different names and we're gonna dive into this topic today. Uh, why don't I let these guys introduce themselves? We, we have a special guest here today filling in for the Aspen Grove crowd since they are too slammed to make it today. So Josh, why don't you tell yeah. the peoples who you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm Josh Daly and I'm CMO at Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. And, uh, you know, you follow David Blackman, you might as well just keep following him. But uh, you can also find me at, at Josh Daly on Twitter. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm excited to, to join the, the crew here. And I think your name you might need to go in and change it. I think you're David Blackman oh, right now. I did so. <laughs> forget to change it. Thank you. So, I don't want to confuse People get anybody. Us mixed up all <laughs> all the, time. the time, all the time. That's so. like that Monty Python sketch. I'm David Blackman and so's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm there so happy go. that we had somebody with a British accent on here. I know that was Monty perfect. Python. Yeah, it, it just made me happy. Uh, okay, so um, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself now? Yes, yes. Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt um, from Web Design Pro, and my web design agency helps new and existing businesses who are struggling with their online presence hmm. by building search engine friendly websites that allow them to sell their products with a quick and simple e-commerce system or display their brands in an imaginative way so that they can see their profits rise while they focus on delivering quality output. You can Are you find reading us... that? Did no. you read that? No, That's you can find good. us at webdesignpro.co. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> yeah, that was, man, that was perfect. That, was that is a level of polish that you do not often see on the Divi Chat show. Yeah. Here. Well, I like it. I like it. Oh, no, you guys have been Mike doing Devitt it for a long elevating time. our game. That's it. Raise it up. Oh, Raise right? it up. Uh, and I am Stephanie Hudson, not David Blackman. And I, I represent Focus WP, where we help uh, agencies, solopreneurs, web shops. We help you to scale and grow your business by providing white label outsourced teams like development and copywriting. And who knows what will be coming next. We also do white label WordPress maintenance to help you get that sweet recurring revenue without lifting a finger. You can find more about Focus WP services at focuswp.co, and I am super happy to be here. As you guys know, I've mentioned it before, I also have an agency where I do client-facing work in addition to Focus WP, and we do, um, I do offer a workshop. I call it a workshop. It's part of, sort of a strategy session. I don't know what. I've called it like 10 different things. I can't figure out what the right name is, but where I actually spend about an hour and a half or two hours on, on a Zoom call with clients and we walk through and help them develop two customer avatars. Um, now we don't have our pal Tim Streifler here today. Would one of you 
fellas like to do the honors of defining, explaining what the heck we're even talking about to the audience today? Yeah, I think uh, Mike should should jump all over this because <laughs> he is he's on Go point right now. Is yeah. that like is that like stepping stepping backward and ever and then you leave me like to stand in there? Oh my yeah, own. that's the same Thanks thing because I was I was with David and we we Googled it and found Insane Clown Posse before that's the ideal brilliant. customer profile. That's brilliant. Whatever, <laughs> Josh. You, oh, you had an agency before you worked for them, didn't you? I did. Yeah. And I, I um, a big part of what I do for them now is kind of defining audiences and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm still still in it but yeah but i'll let i'll let my I, i'll explain it this one. Go ahead. i'll explain it you guys since you're okay. fighting over it no no uh, i don't mind <laughs> okay go ahead then well i was just gonna say that uh, i thought it stood for ideal client profile but oh, maybe that's same. Same maybe that's thing, just yeah. the same no. thing the same thing it is um, it has, it's a many names yeah and i think that in the title, it, it really does describe what that is, what you're looking for, the person that you're looking to serve in your business um, or the business that you're looking to serve. So it, it, in, in, in essence, it is that demographic, that individual, that person, that business, that professional that you are looking to serve. And if you are niching in your business, if you are um, really trying to home in on certain um, businesses. So, for example, you might just create websites for construction business, um, and you might be very good at doing that. You have, you know, you know the business. You, you might have a really good in because sometimes knowing the business itself can be really helpful as a as a designer. As we all learn about different businesses. Every business I've learned, I've learned about the business as I've design the website with them because I don't know anything about say fencing uh, I know that it it keeps your keeps your privacy but I didn't know about overboard overlap fencing closed board fencing acoustic fencing I literally fencing. thought you were talking about sword fighting <laughs> yes <laughs> I did too I'm like fencing I don't know anything about construction <laughs> how do they score it is it in quarters or thirds or halves yeah. I don't know Epe. I yeah, said construction, not Why destruction. Why do they dress the same as beekeepers? <laughs> yes. There's no, there's so many questions about fencing, really. But if you want to yeah, niche down, it. boy, that is a niche or a niche, whatever we want to call it. That is. Now, and Mike, you, yeah, so sorry, if you're coming God. up with your ideal customer mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. want, the reason you want to find an ideal customer is because then you can target them. Because you know what they say, mm -hmm. if you go after everyone, you end up getting no one, right? So you want to target the best possible person. So I, um, I work with brewery clients a lot. So I said to them, well, wouldn't your ideal customer be someone who comes into your bar every single day and offers to buy out the bar for everybody in there and drops tons of money in your bar every single weekend, every single Friday night, say, isn't that your ideal customer? Well, yeah, but they don't exist. Like that might happen once in a decade. That's not a, a real customer. That's, that's a dream customer. So when you're talking about your ideal customer, you have to um, frame it in such a way that it is based on reality and that it is someone that you can target with your marketing and cater to in your service offering. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I, for those just listening, the heads were nodding. There was yeah, a lot of nodding. Right. Sorry, we should say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Stephanie's so smart. Thank you. That's what I was looking yes. for. <laughs> now you're, now you're doing big. better. You can come back, Josh. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. So what is the process then? Um, I think it's much, much easier to do this for somebody else. Uh, Mm -hmm. So doing it for yourself is difficult. You know, the cobbler's kids run barefoot. Every web designer hates their own website. Like the whole thing, like doing things for yourself is always harder. It it requires um, taking a look in and being honest and evaluating things. It's so much easier and less emotional to identify things going on with um, somebody outside of us and that we don't have an emotional attachment to. Um, So I think maybe I was thinking there's, there's an, so there's an element to this that um, just to play on the other side of that, because a lot of the profiles that I've had to do are, are more internal since I worked Mm -hmm. um, for uh, when it was my own agency working for the client, but, but also, trying to get my own clients. And then now for, for uh, Aspen Grove and Divi space, but um, there is an element to this when it's born, when your product's born out of necessity, that's a personal, a personal thing, right? So we started creating Divi products back in 2015, small agency, they were personal to speed up develop, you know, speed up development for ourselves create simple solutions for our clients, real solutions for real problems. And Mm -hmm. then we released those and said, Hey, you know, other people might find value in it. And then the rest is history, right? Cause then it's like, Oh, wow, this is actually more of a product than our, our agency is at this point. And so there is something to being able to find your customer out of necessity and solutions driven stuff and something like this can refine some of that targeting, but I don't want to get, I, I would be reluctant to say this is um, the only, like, don't rely fully on this. Use it. It's a very important thing. Do it when you're targeting certain things, but also there is a gut instinct and an intuition that we have towards some of this that comes out of if your product was birthed out of necessity and if you work in construction then then we're going to work with those people to understand the kind of audience that they're working with right and and spend time helping go through these kind of practices that we're going to show you in a in a few minutes and so i i think that's an important thing to know you know to note is like if you start doing targeted marketing, you can target yourself out of customers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think it's I, de- think, I think it depends. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I think um, it depends how you're generating these profiles as well. If you are just guessing, then that can be even more dangerous. Not that it's yeah, wrong yeah. to do that. Sometimes that's a good starting point, but then you have to, con- this isn't a one and done thing. You have to continually right. review these and, and start to generate some data so that you can check it and, and make sure you're continually refining yes. who these people are. Yes. And I think it's difficult because we started this year, we talked at the beginning of 2021, we were talking about the beginning 
for for people we're talking about divi from the beginning and businesses from the beginning and things like that and so when you're starting out as a business and um you you might get your first client you might have your, your, your the, the, the first person that you're dealing with you're you're getting a foot in the market um it's then very difficult to move forward from there because you might um start off um working for somebody in the leisure industry for example and you say Do you know what i'm going to go after the leisure industry i'm going to go after something specific within the leisure industry and i think uh, stephanie and stephanie and i know people that have uh, have targeted leisure industry and just done websites for that industry and um, and they've been very successful at it um but you know they they would have had to have started somewhere and a lot of us fall into that sort of thing rather than actually go after it. And so yeah. what we're talking about tonight is you may well uh, find that you're um, now well-established. You've uh, maybe you've done 30 to 40 sites. Maybe a few of those sites have been repeat sites and actually you found yourself uh, with the repeat sites thinking actually this would be something I should be targeting. I can go after these types of businesses. Yes. And so for the UK, for example, we, uh, we serve a, um, our county and um, we, might, we might do some, uh, a taxi site for a, for a company. Um, but we could then do a taxi site in another county and another taxi site in another county. And we could do 25 of those sites or more across um, the UK because we've got the expertise in dealing with um, a local firm and helping them. So in my pitch at the beginning, if you like, I was talking about um, trying to solve the problem. So it's a, it, this is where it all starts off with, is solving someone's problem. So Josh, you were talking earlier about, you know, these products that you, um, that you, were, you were bringing onto the market those products sold because they solved someone's problem. Somebody was Googling and saying, I need, I need something to, to, to help. I need a product to help me, a Divi product to help me and Googling. And so you went, okay, we position ourselves in the market for that, that particular product. That is easier to, I'm not saying it's easy. It's easier to be found for that than it is in our market. If you like the web design market, because the web design market is is washed with people. There's so many people doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that there's just a, um, you know, when we start, we're look, looking at the ideal client profile. We could talk about it uh, from a web designer's perspective. And again, just going back to what Stephanie was saying, it's much harder to do it for yourself than it is for other people because as soon as you start to get your foot in the door and start working with a few of the same types of businesses, you, what you find is that those businesses all are trying to do the same. They're all trying to achieve the same thing. They're all trying to attract a certain type of customer, whether that's a beauty business um, and, you know, they're doing or a tanning salon, that, those sites of things where they're, you know, they're saying, well, these are the types of customers that, that, that we're looking for. Um, and um, so they're trying to focus in and look for that ideal, that ideal uh, client and then um, that demographic um, and everything around that, that person. So choosing a niche and mm. identifying your ideal customer persona, 
how would you differentiate those two? Josh, do you have thoughts on that? So from the niche perspective, um, I think that's the first stage and maybe that's what, what I'm was referring back to. And I agree with you. I think finding that niche, you kind of fall into that. And then yeah. this persona part is more about refining the, the customer and, and where you're at. And so understanding the difference between those is a, is a really uh, important kind of thing is don't, don't think you're going to research your way into customers. Like uh, this is more about getting more customers and being able to grow into that market. And I also think that um, this is about extrapolating the data that we are able to gather about the types of people that we're working with or desire to work with based on surveys, customer feedback, support requests, the ongoing um, information that we're pulling in is a good place to start when you're looking at this stuff is you're like, man, what data do I have? Well, you've got a ton of data. If you have a Facebook page, a Twitter, uh, you know, or, or any social media accounts, if you're using um, any kind of support tickets, that's a big one because you can start seeing common threads and the types of questions that you might be receiving uh, and the kind of feedback and gaps where you're not answering that stuff on your homepage and in different locations. So I'd say a, a really good place to, to kind of start inside of this is to look into, you know, what kind of information are you already gleaning? How are they talking? What are the, the what's the language they're using? What's the kind of uh, questions they're asking that you're having to answer over and over again? And this is a good place to start when you're kind of driving into the types of people that are um, are uh, kind of following you and hearing from you already. And we're we're talking a lot about the the what, and we're going to talk about the how. But maybe let's just touch on the why for a minute. Why is this so important? And now, when you're talking about a niche, that's like construction companies that make over a million dollars a year in this geographic region. That's yeah. a niche. When you're talking about an ideal customer persona, to me, this is, and there's, if you go Google that, like you're gonna find a lot of stuff and you might even find like punk bands from the nineties too, you know? But it's, um, it's this, this is start where you start to say, this is Bill who owns this construction company, who is between the ages of 55 and 60. And he shops at these places. He owns this kind of car. He is, um, you know, he does this on the weekends with his family. This is what he values. Here's where he gets his news, his social media, you know, like what channels is he on? Things like that. Now you can get, you can refine all these things and you can start to get really granular and then you know, Bob. Now it seems silly when you're doing it. I went through uh, one of these with a client once and they were like, are we going to talk about what kind of toilet paper they use too? She was like, give me attitude. And I'm like, we might just, just hang, hang tight. We might, you never know. But when we got, uh, when you get through it, you can start to say, when you're starting to generate marketing messaging. Okay. So everybody struggles with 
posting on social, right? It's a nightmare. Nobody likes doing it, especially like for what we do, nobody wants to see our projects. Like nobody cares about the website we just launched for somebody else, right? So it's tough. So now if you have your ideal customer in mind, you can start to say like, you're, you could think like, should I post this? Or should I word it like this or like that? You can say like, what would Bob react to? You know, you can start talking to a person even though it's an imaginary person or like an amalgamation of people, but you can start to really talk to that person. And it really helps to clarify your messaging that you're putting out there. I think that is one of the most crucial things. And that goes for the copy on your website. And, you know, those guys, you guys are all big Donald Miller fans. If you confuse, you lose, you got to have simple, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you start to get too general, that's a problem. And why are you too general? Because you're not talking to the, this specific person, this avatar. So that is like, to me, the top benefit. I have another little anecdote, but if you guys, do you guys have anything to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that the, uh, going back to Donald and um, Donald's uh, approach to uh, the way you market your business. And, and we talk about, you know, above the fold on your website, you know, how are you solving your customer's problem? So when they're coming to the website, so during uh, the, when the first, um, when the pandemic first hit, everybody was like, what do we do now? What do we do now? And Donald was front and center straight out there with videos and marketing. And he said, I've been through this before. You know, we've we've seen this before. And so he knew his target market were people like us, for example. So he knew that as as, as web designers at that point, we were all thinking, well, where's the business going to come from? Business is shutting down. Um, and he talked he talked very specifically at that point about pivoting and saying, well, okay, you've got to you've got to change your mindset, you've got to change the way that you're thinking. And he was talking to uh, Mike Devitt. He was, he, he, he was he, talking to me. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. And he, he never stops emailing me by the way. Right. And that's because you're his ICP. <laughs> exactly. So I fit into Donald's ideal client because mm -hmm. from, uh, he's been reaching out to me and he, he gives me some free stuff. And then he <laughs> says, well, why don't you do this afterwards? And, um, and so he's worked out what his, so we're, we're starting off with this. We're talking about the ideal client profile and, and, and actually what Stephanie was saying about that person, that uh, individual business. Now, there are thousands of Mike Devitts uh, all out there that Donald would be going after because the, the second you, so, you show any type of interest in it or somebody says, have you seen this storybook thing? What do you mean by storybook? What's that all about? And you start looking into it you see the amount of effort that's gone into the marketing where they've, where they've really worked it out and they've worked out who, who their target market is that so they're talking to us via the website. That's what we're trying to do as web designers in a very competitive market, trying to talk to our customers via our website. So very much for us, it was about saying to people, well, get your business online, take your business online. So we changed our message get your business online during, you know, um, in the next, you know, uh, 12 months. Um, and there are a few people that did, and there's lots of people that have like sat on, sat on things a little bit and said, you know what, I'm not going to do anything at the moment because I'm not too sure even where, 
at the time we were early 2020 and everybody says, oh, it'll be done by the summer. Don't worry. It's all, it'll all be gone. And here we are with some businesses even saying that, you know, I'm not really going to get started until 2022. So very difficult at that time. But Donald went straight for it. And so his whole way and his whole thinking was, was, was very strong. Um, and just to reiterate that um, part of what we were talking about, where you change your message on your website to cater to that person that you've identified as being in your ideal client. So here's another one that I thought was kind of a fun backup story, like a, an experience I had for really emphasizing how, why this is important. I went through this with a brewery client and um, they were uh, a toucan was their um, logo and they were very tropical and this was their whole MO. And so the, um, they had a lot of like fruit infusions in their beers and they, you know, they were going to make it a lot of greenery and stuff in the tap room. So this is, you, you're getting a picture of this and they're, so we go through and we ask about, you know, who, who would represent your business? Cause that's kind of an interesting exercise to do as well to, to complement this. Not only who's the avatar for your ideal customers, but who's your avatar? Like when, or, and that, that can help with your messaging as well. Cause it helps you identify your voice. And, uh, but also, so they identified him as this, um, like late fifties bald guy in a Hawaiian shirt, shorts <laughs> and flip-flops smoking a cigar. He's nice. like a good time guy. Everybody loves him. He's a party guy, kind of a guy. And so I said, okay, got it. Like I can see that guy at this bar. Okay. So then we go through this whole two hour exercise of, um, saying, like, okay, who's your, who are your customers? Blah, blah, blah. Well, because of their geographic location, they got a lot of foot traffic. So they had a specific customer. They, it wasn't so much that they were drawing these people in. It was just location-based. So it was uh, millennials, single and living together couples who lived downtown in the city and worked in banking or nursing that had high, you know, like, decent salaries and were trendy and they wore skinny jeans and they wore, um, you know, like whatever we, we described these whole, this whole like brewery millennial scene. So we get through all this and I'm like, okay, great. So let me ask you this. Will Bob and Lisa hang out with Joe, the good time guy? Like if you think about those two people, is that who your ideal customer is drawn to? It was not like that. They just sat there and like their eyes opened and they were like, oh my God, like they're pre presenting themselves in a way that isn't like he's, it's fine, but it's not, that's not the ideal part. That's not like the type of character that those people are seeking out. So you have two yeah. options at that point. You can either yeah. change who you're targeting or you can change your appearance, you know, who you are. Um, and for them, they, it was a clear decision because it was like geographic was what you know definition for their customers so isn't yeah, that interesting i don't want to butcher the name on the chat but miro had something uh, something interesting that he mentioned is it seems like you don't uh, need to do this until after you have a certain level of success with customers and um what i would say to that is 
I, I would think of this phase of business development as really important in defining your story and your character, like what you were just talking about, because it is going to change the copy that you write and put up on your website. It's going to change the way you present yourself to uh, forward facing on your website. And that, that stuff's really hard to do. Defining your story, the story you want to tell, who you're going to be um, as a web developer and early on, it may feel like, well, I'm just going to take everything that comes in, but there's going to hit a spot where, where you're going to need to, um, you're going to be able to say no to certain things. And at that point, you're going to want it to align with your core values, who you are as a brand, what you're trying to present. So use using personas to develop your story, which I think is the bigger goal as a brand knowing who you are and your identity, what you're trying to deliver on. That's where these, these ideas come from. And it will, it will change how you talk on social media, how you talk when you write a line of copy, that's more poignant and more to the point. So yeah, I, I, that's what I would kind of say to that is still good practice. Even if you're haven't done your first customer website yet, if you're a web developer or a designer or a small agency freelancer trying to, to figure out how you're going to present yourself moving forward, this can be valuable. Great advice. And that's, that plays right into, you know, like, let's think about this. If your copy and your messaging and your offers on your site are all super consistent and tight, subconsciously, when people come to your site, that's going to impress them and make, you know, you're going to have a higher likelihood of them wanting to work with you, whether they are your absolute ideal customer or not, it's going to elevate the quality uh, and the effectiveness of your marketing material, no matter what, basically. And I also think it, it also uh, defines the services that you want to provide as well, because Mm -hmm. um, very often we get asked, can you do this? Do you do this because you're in IT? So therefore, if you're in IT, we expect you to, oh, what, what laptop do you recommend? Or what, oh, I've got a bit of a problem with my desktop today and it's not working. Can you help us out with that? And you end up with those similar sort of types of question from people. And you can, you decide, I mean, early on, I think um, Josh was just sort of mentioning everything comes at you when you're when you're starting out and you take it all because you're like you want to help you want to help people and then you, and you start want money <laughs> and you want money yeah you and you've got to survive so you're you're not going to turn around and say no i'm not going no we're not doing that but when you when your business does does start to really pick up and take off that's when you um, you would hand somebody off, for example. You would say, well, I know somebody that looks after IT equipment. I'd much rather pass you on to them because they work in that all the time. I'm going to pass you on to that person and um, they'll give you a great service. And when you want anything done with your website or uh, you need um, you know, something changed or you, you want some optimization work done, then you come back to us. So you're really presenting yourself as this is what we do. And um, and that then uh, also signals to that that person, that that client, 
um, exactly uh, where to go for for that particular um, service. So we we've niched into services and we say, well, we provide this service, we provide this service, and we underpin that with everything that we that we do. Uh, would you guys like to do a lightning round? Customer profile? A lightning round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh, usually good. do. I'm going to put us on the spot here. I want to see what your <laughs> process For sure, is. yeah. So I'll do it just really quickly. I mean, I'd take, we take two hours, two and a half hours to do this normally. But Perfect. if you guys are listening, go grab a pencil and a piece of paper. Uh, if you uh, hire my agency to do it, we like, we record everything. We provide you with the whole report and install, all this stuff. But this is a little, just a little quickie to give you an idea of how you could do this for your customers and for yourself. Um, so what, one of the things I start out with is feelings. Well, how do you want people to feel when they interact with your brand or buy your product? And some people come out with things like secure or confident, happy, you know, fun, drunk. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. But, you know, it's like, so there's so many different things there. And then give me adjectives to describe the personality of your business. So are you thinking of this at home, everyone? What are some adjectives that could describe your, your business? No, you guys, go ahead. Oh, Smart. we got to say, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's going to be just me talking for the next 25 minutes. If you guys oh, don't I thought chime you were in just with asking this question. <laughs> no, I mean, like, let's just sort of fly through it. But just to get everybody warmed up, like, how would yeah. you describe Aspen Grove Studios or well, Web Design it's Pro. Time saving. I don't know if that's an adjective that works, but it's not. It's no personality. Yeah. So like, oh. you guys are very respectable, kind of, right? That's what I would say. Uh, I like on my companies. I like them to be kind of fun and silly. I do. I use a lot of gifs and stuff like that in my all my emails or my website. You know, it might be. Um, so it might be more trusted. studious, trusted. Like those responsive. Are all responsive uh, that's good yeah. so those kind of things that's yeah. what i'm talking about with the personality kind yeah. of traits yeah um and then this one's always tough but it's if your brand had a mascot who would it be like if you had a celebrity mascot who who represents your business as a celebrity mm. this is a tough uh -huh. one i've had a lot of different i've had kevin hart and um angelina jolie and all I, kind of I, like I, random i've got one I go Ooh. for Benedict Cumberbatch. Nice. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> then, so that sort of gets you the starting point for yourself. You can go into way more detail, but then when you start talking about your customer now, first up, are they male or female? Um, or do you want, do you target like a couple? There was a guy I did who sold big, huge patio umbrellas at trade shows. That's the only way he sold them. And so every single one of his customers was, it was couples all walking around. And so there wasn't really a single thing. So sometimes it is, it is that way, but in general. Can I, can I, this, this one is where I, I struggle a bit with the okay. story and the targeting is because there does hit a spot once you've figured out your story and your core values that even if it isn't the profitable uh, solution at that point. Um, in IT, there's a big issue with, with gender disparage, right? Big gap in women in tech mm -hmm. and, and uh, oh. minorities in tech. And so when we talk about wanting to do better at that, 
Um, sometimes you have to jump. If your value is to do better at that, you're going to have to jump past what you've targeted to understand that maybe if we don't start at an earlier phase in this, even if there's more money over here, we might have to shift based on our values and not just profits. That is true. And that's the advanced class right there. You guys, <laughs> sorry, because sorry. No, no, like, it's, it's totally important. Like those kind of decisions are very important, but when we're on this top level, I usually tell people like, uh, this is not Stay being racist. Profit. This is not yeah. being gender like biased. This isn't anything, you know, and it, like with the breweries, for example, it's a real tough one because they're all trying to get women in. But at some point, like you have to be balanced between those two attitudes because your mm -hmm. ideal customer, remember, it can't be an imaginary customer. So if there really aren't women buying your product, that's not your current ideal customer. That's somebody that you can target, but that's not who's reading your stuff right now. Does that make right. sense? See, but you, no, yeah, you can't I agree. be two all in one bucket or the other. You have to be like, yeah, you no, be and that's why I say trying to figure out using right. avatars to also shape your uh, core values and. And here's the other thing: you don't like you don't have just one. We all have multiple avatars. So, like on this, yeah. I'll go through. Yeah. Usually, I go through at least two, sometimes three avatars with people. One can be a man, one can be a woman. The last one I did, it was um, two different, completely different age groups who were targeting. It was a hot tub company. And so it's like, it's retired people and it's young people who have a family and a decent job that they can afford it. You know, it's yeah. like, those are their yeah. two different things. It's very different, but it has, it's not being ageist. It's not being racist. Right. It's nothing. You know, what you have to do is just get a clear vision of this person and like, if you can kind of separate yourself from the judgments associated, we're so sensitized to all of this right now. And I don't want to undo that because that's important. But at the same time, this isn't what, that's not what this is about right here. So it can be yeah. a little tricky. And I have had to sort of walk some people through it. Okay. So just really quickly, lightning round. So uh, age, what's the age of you guys? What do you say? I 40? would say probably, I don't know. 30s. The thing is, it's, we, I've got somebody at 75. So yeah. it's, it's, you, you it literally, one. One. Yeah. sometimes it okay. helps to 30s. think about one of your 30, favorite customers and sort of be. blend him with other things. Yeah. So yeah. Mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, family and relationship status. If they're an entrepreneur, do they have, you know, a wife and kids at home or are they still um, dating? Are they doing whatever, you know, you don't have to really answer this one. What do they look like? That's one that I like to talk about just as a general question. What do they wear? Um, you know, what kind of jewelry is she wearing? What kind of watch does he wear? Again, very like, is it and like these all come back to have reasons later? Are they flashy and showy? Do they like to spend money on things that are visible to other people? Do they care about quality? Like what kind yeah. of car do they drive? What are their hobbies? What, you know, so you really start digging into all of these things. What do they do for a living? this may or may not be directly related to the product or service you're offering because of what we do. It could be specifically related to that, but in the case of a hot tub company or a brewery or whatever, you know, what their customers do is completely unrelated. Yeah. Whereas I think it's a really us, important point. Yeah. I think it's such an important point because you could find yourself in way out of your depth with somebody that may have contacted you and say, look, you're representing yourself as this. 
and we've got this huge company and we're global, we're worldwide. Can your company do this for us? And because you've positioned yourself like that, perhaps unwittingly, without even realizing it, that somebody's gone, oh, I, like, I quite like the look of these guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try them. Um, and then you realize that the work, you cannot do the work. So you've, you, what you end up doing is you end up talking to them like you can and then realizing it halfway through the conversation that they need, they actually need on-site support. They need somebody yeah. there to, to be at their beck and call 24-7 almost. Um, and, you know, they've got high demand, high output. They're going to need somebody during the course of the day. And that's not, if you're a small uh, web design company, web design agency, if you're small, you, you can't afford to, to position yourself in the market like that because you'd only have two customers and then that would be it. And then if one of them disappears mm -hmm. off, your business is dead. So it's such an important point about that. Um, so when you were talking about what somebody looks like and what car they're driving and all of those things, that Don't is skip important. Don't to the end, Mike. Don't skip so, to the sorry, end. I'm not the going reveal. on that. Got a big reveal. But it is, it's really <laughs> important because as soon as you start to picture that, you can actually, you do picture all of the people that you serve and you say, actually, I'm not serving someone that's in a Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> I wish I was. Or maybe you are. Oh, maybe I am. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're, they're traveling around on the profits that we've made for them. So in addition to talking about what people do for a living, I like to also talk about what they do for a hobby. This goes to speaks to their value system and things like that as well. Um, do they have pets? This one doesn't tell you as much about the background of somebody, but when people have pets, they love to talk about their pets. So that just gives you a little sales in, you know, but like that's something that people really love to talk about. Now, an important one is, is a double question. Who are their heroes and who do they hate? So sometimes these are tricky, but this again speaks to like really what they're about. And yeah. so sometimes heroes, someone's, the, the person's yeah, hero was their dad. Yeah. That, and that yeah. showed that, you know, like then the, the company ended up saying like, well, maybe we should really focus on our family owned aspect you know because it was like that's who that type of person is other people they their heroes are athletes um politicians those two can both also fall into the hate category you know like who do they hate who really drives them nuts is it just somebody who do they hate i don't know do they hate cops do they hate the guy who's running a red light do they hate whatever they're and their ex-girlfriend. I don't know if you, but you, figuring all that out really starts to get into their psyche a little bit. Hmm. The pet, where the do pet they one get... was interesting from a bar yeah. perspective. Cause I know a bar that has oh, a, yeah. a patio for pets to bring their mm -hmm. animals with them. And that became, that was one that we, we did marketing for strategic marketing for in my agency was a bar and they, and they had us doing a ton of social content around that. It's really interesting. Pets and kids are a huge deal in the brewery space. It's really, yeah. it's amazing. And, and a lot of them have started just putting it right out there, like on the front door, like kids and dogs are welcome. You've got within these restrictions, you know, like you can't just let your kids run wild. You got to keep your dog on leash, whatever. But like, and that will make or break certain people going there or not. 
So that does become crucial in that. Not so much for web people, but unless you're going to see them, hear them yeah. meowing in the background, like my cat has been right. doing for half of this show. Um, so where do they get their news? I really like that question a lot because is this somebody who turns on CNN when they get home for the evening? Is this somebody that scrolls Facebook for news? Is it somebody who has alerts constantly popping up on their phone, letting them know what's going on in the world? What could that possibly teach us about a person? It shows us what they trust, what channels right. they trust. If you've got somebody who trusts things that show up in your Facebook feed, you better start running some Facebook ads in that target, right? So that, yeah, that's something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what social media platforms are they on just in general? Like you'd be surprised how you feel like you need to be on all the platforms. And if you really start analyzing your ideal customers, you might be like, none of my customers are under the age of 30. Like I don't need to be on Snapchat you know, like, or whatever it is, you know, TikTok. like talk. I don't, TikTok. yeah, I don't need to be on TikTok. I don't need to be on these things. So um, then you can start, once you start to have this toward the end, I start to discuss more obvious things. What problem do you solve for this person? How can you best serve them? And, and then how can you connect with them? Like, what would your connection be? Not like Facebook messenger. I mean, like, how can you like build a connection with that person, build trust with them? And these questions, if you just answer them off the top of your head right now, would be very different after you spent some time going through this exercise. Once you start to realize like this person is a family man who goes home and spends time with his kids and his weekends are spent in their backyard and this and that and the other thing. Well, how can you best connect with him? Maybe on a family level, you know, maybe showing that aspect of yourself to them or or making things, offering things that would be meaningful for their children or their family, you know, things like that. What problem mm. do you solve? He's yep. spending too many hours at the office. What if in our digital world, we could offer him solutions that would help him to spend, to be home more times, things that we could automate for him or help him with his website. You see how you could start to like immediately serve that client better just by getting to know them, even though they're imaginary. All right. I, I haven't been looking in the chat at all. I was thinking that, uh, about um, what you were saying earlier about, um, well, firstly, the, the first thing when it came back to the pets was a, a bar in New Jersey that we went to when we came over to the States where they had like a happy hour for, for pets uh, and it would be outside and then people would bring their uh, pets in that also um, if, if the particular dog had um, had a particular collar on, then they they were homeless, and so they were looking for an owner, Aww. so that you could bond with them, and and it's but it's that's that kind of thing as a as a bar you would not think that um, that that was such a great idea because you're 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 bringing in people from the outside to use your your facility, and you're selling you're selling your product at the same time to them, so it's it's thinking outside of that box as well and the, the other thing i was thinking of was the beauty industry so i remember years ago when i first saw an advert for moisturizing cream for men and it was like whoa what's going on <laughs> we don't do moisturizing cream what's going on and it was a it was a it was the first time i'd ever seen anybody target men in the beauty market and it was that so somebody had obviously said, okay, well, we're going after that demographic. We're going after that. 
uh, and uh, and now it's commonplace. It's you, you see these things all the time. You see the Hollywood celebrities, you know, um, you know, either moisturizing their skin after they've shaved or, or whatever on an advert. And and so they they obviously decided that the ideal client profile could also bring in other people, male and female. And mm -hmm. um, very well, often, I just want we... everyone out there to know that when Mike started talking about men wearing moisturizer. I actually censored myself and didn't make an inappropriate joke. <laughs> but, you know, this is the Divi chat first. You did everyone. very well. Do you want to tell me all about myself right now? I'll tell you later. <laughs> DM me so, and I'll tell you my okay. inappropriate joke. <laughs> but you're welcome, Mike, because I didn't say it on the air. Okay. So. I feel like it's going to be cut I, down I, there. Yeah, I think you you've covered some really good. Stuff. I don't know if we we still got time to run through a few more of those questions, but um, that's that's pretty much like toward the end of my list. I mean, that's my main one. If anybody wants to hit me up for more details, like we can go through them again. I've, I skipped a few just to move quickly because you could see how some of these take a little time. Oh yeah, and it's it's funny sometimes you go through one. And then you start to hit another, like you start to move on to num to persona number two. And they're like, right. no, wait a minute. I got to go back to the first one and refine things. Like it's really very much a process. The one, yeah. another like big piece of advice I would give you if you are running one of these workshops with a client and you can charge a pretty penny for this, by the way, like you can, this is, this is expert level marketing consultation stuff. Like I mean, I wouldn't do this for less than a thousand dollars. I currently charge twice that much to do this and I get it up front and then it takes two hours. It's awesome. And it's fun. Like I love doing it. And I mean, just for the whole package deal, just to tell you, I hire somebody to come on and uh, type everything that everybody says, because I want to just keep moving through it and keep working with the client. Then we format it yeah. into my report yeah. and we send it into a them. flow. And it's, yeah. And it is, it's super beneficial for these people so you can feel good about doing it too but yeah we um, definitely put that into our that kind of along with business planning and stuff it is it's an invaluable for people because it shapes the whole future way that they um, present themselves for you know possibly for for the if not a year it's going to go a lot longer so paying for that mm -hmm service you can't think of it in terms of of hourly you need to think of it right. in the value that it's adding over Absolutely. the course of the entire year for them and, and, and i don't just give them a report of your personas were this old and right. they were this and lived here i give them my notes on it and i say like what we learned today was that you should be on facebook and you should probably run paid ads and you should have this tone in your messaging on your website. And, you, you know, like just a, a refinement of like, there was one that's, um, he, he tons of word of mouth and like trust issues kind of. And I said, okay, you better get your business on Yelp and on trust advice. He did, um, he does like construction type services. And I'm like, we got to list all these. You got to, we're going to kick off a testimonial campaign because we can't do word of mouth anymore. So you got to get to, you know, it was like, it was so clear from what we learned in that session, like what his next steps should be, what he should start doing in his marketing. Yeah. So it really is, it's useful. And I think it's fun. 
and it's not forgetting uh, the measurement measurement tools as well you know using google analytics there's the new version of google analytics now so you get even better data no i haven't even played with it yet yeah uh, it's yeah. it's really impressive uh, and just seeing where your um, where your traffic is coming from so you can see whether it's the referral it's google my business it's it's direct wherever it's coming from and then you can also go down to through mm -hmm. the demographics as well um, to see uh, it's the it's the always the before and the uh, and during and after it's really measuring what you're um, awesome. the, the success of what you're doing we are coming right up on our hour i am seeing something in the youtube th situation here we're short a couple oh we just got a couple more we're short a couple likes smash that you guys hit the likes it means a lot to us we are as always so glad that you guys showed up in the live chat you make it a lot of fun for us here i hope this was something useful nancy was asking is there a course or something i just made this up <laughs> like the one that I just read you, like I did tons and tons of research. I've been in this industry for 25 years and I came up with something and I did it on uh, guinea pig businesses, like my parents and some friends who have businesses and refined it and refined it. So if uh, maybe in uh, my group focus on your biz, maybe we'll do a little workshop or something and help you guys get set up to be able to offer this to your customers because it's profitable and it's really beneficial. And I'm not so good at doing my own. So maybe we'll do, maybe you guys can uh, walk me through this and make me do it for my own customer too. Cause it's, you gotta have, you gotta have a buddy. You gotta have a buddy cause yeah, it's too hard do to do it someone. yourself. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Any final thoughts, you guys? I guess that was my final thought. Anything to wrap up on? Josh, you, I'm going to ask you a question. You said you were kind of anti, like you didn't buy into this too, too much. Is it because you thought I was talking about something different? Or you still think it's like these shouldn't be weighed on, like leaned on too heavily? No, I, I think what I think it falls into a um, a broader conversation about developing a brand and story. And I think some sometimes, especially if you're doing this uh, for an individual company and all you do is marketing. And so I've been around a lot of team marketing teams. And they go dive so hard into these that they get lost in the personas mm. and don't find their way back out into the real world. Um, and, yeah. and all they talk, have you guys done your personas, you're targeting all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, we've done that. And that's really an important step inside of something. So I think yeah. what you're sharing is super valuable, but remember that it's got to translate back to your business and your brand in a, in real ways that, that uh, we can't just get lost in, in one, one phase. This is a, a piece of a bigger story that you're doing. So For sure. That, and like yeah. I said earlier, continue to refine it. As you learn more about your customers, yes. revisit these, put it, you know, like commit to doing this and then like set a goal on your calendar for depending on where you're at in your marketing yeah. life cycle, you know, six months, nine months, a year, something like that, come yeah. back and refine it and say like, now that we've captured more data, is this really who's still coming? And are these still the people that are the best for us to right. work with? And we definitely pull that from all those. I mean, we're about to do a survey, uh, customer survey and, and member survey. Uh, and is that why you have your members only jacket on? 
my memory. <laughs> this is my, I don't know. I got this given <laughs> to me, actually. It's a nice, nice thing. It's a cool but, jacket, uh, I know. Yeah. The, the, Members uh, only-esque. 80s, 80s, uh, yeah. 80s bomber mm-hmm. jacket kind of deal. Oh, but like yeah, it. they. so we, we um, are about to do a survey on our site, but it's, we've used all these other outlets. And so we try to revisit that stuff annually, you know? So putting that, like you said, at the beginning of the yeah. year and going back to the roots and revisiting because your, your customer profile could change over time and be refined in terms of, of, uh, you know, what you're seeing trends to be where things are at. I mean, we, who hasn't had to refine how they're approaching things in 2020 and, and totally. 21, you know, I mean, we're all at that spot right now where we're saying might have the same person target, but, but the things they're doing and the cars they're driving or no cars, because who's driving anymore, right. if they're locked in, you know, like they, exactly. these are all the kinds of things that you have to start revisiting, but you have a foundation place to do that from, and I'm a big, big proponent of um, of uh, incremental changing things incrementally. So setting up and establishing a baseline, then gradually adjusting over time. And and yeah. so the first one you do isn't going to be the best one. You're you're going to find that over time this is going to evolve and get better. So the questions you asked were really valuable. I'd love to see those again and utilize them myself but yeah i just don't want people to get like stuck on like okay i gotta i'll, do I'll send this you the i'll send you the forms just 1997 oh, yeah. yeah okay they they do it my my <laughs> point was like somebody does this and you said you do it in two hours because you're a consummate professional at it but some people i think get lost for yeah. days and days on it you know and once yeah. so you gotta there, keep it moving start, and i'm exhausted yeah, when it's done yeah, it's yeah. A big I, I wouldn't thing. want to be swallowed up by it. Uh, I think yeah. it's I, I think it's important, and I always think that with your with your business, it's really important to to send the right message out at the right time. So when the pandemic started and all the um, we were in lockdown and the restaurants were looking to do takeaways, everybody said, "Well, the web designers are going to be really busy because they'll be doing it all online and they'll be selling it all online." So you need to pivot and do that. And so at that point, we weren't really we were thinking, "Well, okay, our ideal." customer profile is now potentially going to change because these are the people that we're actually going to be, be be going after because we can provide them with a service so it's it as you say it can be incremental but sometimes it has to be drastic and you have to think yeah. of things in in different mm-hmm. ways yeah for sure i hope this was helpful to all you guys uh if you enjoyed it as always please go to ratethispodcast.com slash divi chat drop us a review, tell us, whisper some sweet nothings to us over there. It'll mean so mm. much. Uh, maybe we'll even give you a shout out on the air and read one out. Um, and next week, we're going to be back with another topic. Mike, do you remember what we have on the deck for next week? It's another <gasps> in our sort of pressure. foundational. No, no, no worries. We, uh, it's usually, you know what? It's just a fun surprise. Everybody loves a surprise. So we'll see you next week. And um, uh, until then, Have a great week, everybody, and thanks for being here. Thanks, everyone.